0: Hey everybody, welcome to the In the Truck Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dennis Brown. On Twitter, at Brown underscore D-E-N-I-S-M. Alright, so we gotta talk about guns. First I want to address the elephant in the room. Mass shooters all have a few things in common that we should probably address as a country. And here's what they are. They're all... I'm going to make the window big. They're all young men between the ages of 15 and 25. They're all really lonely and in pain. None of them are raised by their biological fathers. And they're all on psychotropic medications. So there you go. Oh, and they all have access to firearms. In one way or another. Either they buy them or they get them from their parents. Or like that whack job in Connecticut kill your own mother to get her gun so you can go shoot school kids so there it is so let's just start by telling the truth that apparently it it would seem that being an unhappy lonely teenage boy on psychotropic medications who doesn't know his own father is not the recipe for success Right? Can we just all agree to that? All right, good. So it would seem that then the solution would be to address maybe those things, right? And I mean all of them, right? But we've got one side. See, we're on teams now. And one team only wants to address the gun part. And the other team wants to really kind of address nothing. And everyone's lying, and so nothing changes. So here's, let's do reality check, okay? It is very clear from the supporting documents and notes and and literature surrounding the writing and eventual ratification of the Second Amendment as part of the Bill of Rights, that the intention of the founders of the United States government and the Constitution was that the United States citizenry would be privately funded on their own a able and ready military fighting force. Primarily to defend against foreign invasion and theoretically to also defend against tyrannical takeover of their own government. Those are the things, right? So that's it. That's what it was for. So all your, uh, oh, they only had muskets so you can have all the muskets you want argument is just stupid. Because first of all, they didn't only have muskets. And second of all, that's not the point. The point was that the people, men, young men, I think it was 15 to, 20, 15 to 45, um, would be ready and trained to be at least something of a army. So if you're going to fast forward that to today, You would need men who knew how to fly F-16s and drive tanks. And because the point was it would be privately funded, that they would have to then be able to go out and purchase those items. And they get together with the men in their county once a month and have a little drill. So that's what it was. You can look a couple years later. You know, the Militia Act, I think it was 1791, the Militia Act of 1791, where the men who wrote the Constitution passed a law that mandated... That every man between fifteen and forty five purchase a military rifle, shot and powder, have it in good operating condition at all times, and report once a I think it was once a quarter, I don't know, however often, to the county and for drill. So that was a you had to, there was no choice. So nobody wants to kind of mention that part of it, right? That that's really the point. But here's the issue. the side that's opposed to the current state of affairs that wants to change the Second Amendment, that wants to change the way guns are handled in America, are lying. What they want, for the most part, is to take all your guns away. And what they're willing to accept is anything on the road to taking all your guns away. So their end goal, and it can be multi-generational, but their end goal is complete confiscation because guns are bad. And in the meantime, they'll take whatever they can get. So whether that's a ban of certain types of firearms, whether that's a ban of certain accessories, whatever the case may be, they're fine with it. And the speed with which they leap on shooting events uh, to do so is, is alarming. But anyway, that's a different story. So the reality is, if you look at it from the standpoint, the Second Amendment's purpose is for you to be prepared to be an army, then there's some responsibility that goes along with that. It's not I have the I have the right to buy anything I want alone. It is that, but there's also the responsibility of actually, you know, knowing your neighbor and being prepared and getting together and all those things. And I think some togetherness and some dare I say it, positive masculine influence might go a long way for some of these young men that are having trouble fitting in and feeling like they belong and feeling they're feeling like they're part of something. And maybe the fact that their dad's left them, maybe that would help. So maybe if you want to say, hey, the Second Amendment says I can have an AR-15, which by my understanding it does, but it also suggests that you need to have some sort of communal togetherness and some responsibility to your community and to each other that's sorely lacking. So there's a lie on that side. And the lie on the other side are too numerous to count, but essentially, just to put some of these things to rest, the gun death rate they love to throw around, 30,000, whatever, is mostly suicide. Two thirds of that is suicide, and most of those are old white men, if you want to really get down to it. Of the 11,000 that aren't suicide, the majority is. The great majority, 90% plus, is um, young minorities in cities shooting each other with pistols. Which doesn't seem to be a problem. So the fact that 400 people get shot with rifles, some of whom in these tragic mass shooting events, and 9,000 people get shot with pistols to death in cities, sort of, you know, 20 a weekend all year in 10 cities in America. The only thing we're worried about is is the mass shooting events so I don't know so what's the solution you know like what there's no common ground is the problem and essentially as you study the United States government and you study the second amendment you know in the late 18th century the issue was invasion which came true right the British invaded and we had a war of 1812 which we actually lost but they sort of let us get off the hook and they didn't take us back as a colony and we kind of glance over that real quick in the history book and don't mention it but foreign invasion was an issue you had Indians on the frontier, you had the French up in Canada causing trouble, you had the Spanish down in Florida, you had the French in Louisiana, you had the, you know, this is a problem. And we were a small country, we were new, and everybody wanted to bully us around, and that, that was a real concern. It made a lot of sense. In 2018, I don't think foreign invasion is something that really is a concern. I don't think, you know, all the 80s Patrick Swayze movies aside, I don't think that the Koreans are coming. So what you're left with is, okay, well, we want to hang on to this tradition and we want to hang on to this, this right as a free people. And so what's the, what's the primary basis of it? And the primary basis of it becomes tyranny. And the simple truth is we don't trust our government for good reason. Our government has done terrible things and they continue to do terrible things, both here at home and abroad. They spy on us. They collect data on us. They go after conservative groups with... They politicized everything. They've done awful medical experiments on all different populations of people. They've planned and plotted false flags. They've killed civil rights leaders. They've done a lot of things that are really bad. So for you to say like, oh, I trust the government and I want to give up all my guns and the government's going to have the guns and we won't have any guns and that's going to be better. I don't understand what you're talking about. I really don't. So what you're left with is this weird thing where it's like, okay, so let's all agree we don't trust the government. I think we all agree to that. Okay, fine. All right, so we don't trust the government and we also don't want people getting shot, and that makes a lot of sense. So like what's the solution? And then for the left to jump up and be like, we got to stop guns. Like wait, wait, what? There's 300 million guns in this country. Most of them don't shoot anybody ever in their life. Most, I guarantee you that 90% of the firearms in America have never shot a person or an animal. That they either shoot targets or people just buy them and stick them in the basement or the attic or a closet or over the mantle, whatever. That there's not, they're not even being fired. Very few are actually used for any real purpose. So why do people want them? Well, like I said, they don't trust the government. Like, what's an AR-15 really good for? Um, A firefight. It's really good for a firefight. Now, there might be people who go out and purchase an AR-15 because it looks cool. There might be people who purchase an AR-15 because they're ex-military and they're used to it. That platform. There might be people who purchase an AR-15 because, I don't know. I think the majority of people purchase an AR-15 because they think that, you know what, should there ever be a situation that there is a firefight, that's the weapon that I would need to have in order to be the most effective. And they're probably right. And then those are the guns that are just sitting around. Nobody's doing anything with them. Maybe they go shoot targets a couple times or whatever, but that's it. So then the left that has controlled the government and created most of the situations where we don't trust them, when I'm like, oh, why do you want that? Well, because I think there's very real concerns and fears that the government is not seeking out and pursuing the best interests of the people and that's a real problem you can't just glance over that and be like disarm yourselves and get you know and then there's logistics of it and then you know you're dealing with all kinds of issues it's a real problem so nobody wants them to get shot and everyone's just telling, not telling the truth the truth is that the mass shooting epidemic if you want to call it that has multi- a multitude of causes and that if we don't address them all it's not going to stop that's one and to say oh we'll start with guns because that's the easiest I don't think that's true it's not true and it's not even necessarily the fix why don't we start with telling men to marry women they impregnate and stay married to them for their entire lives that seems like a good place to start why don't we start by putting down our phones and our Netflix and our computer games both teenagers and adults and spend some time actually making sure that everyone's sort of included in society in a way that's fulfilling in some way, shape or form that seems like that would be pretty easy I don't know, parents, maybe pay attention to your kids once in a while that sounds crazy, I know but it's not But like I said, it's all been politicized. We gotta have an agenda. We got this kid Hogg on TV, and you can't criticize him because he's a child, but even though he's not, apparently he's 19 years old, but he's this crazy nonsense and you just gotta deal with it. It's insane. And it drives the fur furor fervor of the debate. And it makes everyone act crazy. And it makes nobody willing to talk about anything or agree on anything whatsoever at all. <coughs> Excuse me. So why don't we agree on something simple? With as far as guns are concerned, it's okay. Well, we'll say semi-automatic rifles are still available, but you you have to have uh, licensing similar to what's current with automatic weapons, right? You got to go, you got to submit a health screening and uh, mental health screening, and you got to pay a fee, and you got to have this license to have it. And then you know, everyone can, whoever wants it can have it, but you got to go through this extra process. Well, why not? Because people are terrified to be on a list. Well, why are they terrified of being on a list? Because they don't trust the government, which is why they're buying it in the first place. I think that all the gun stuff is at this point a pipe dream. Like, if we can't get back to reality where we talk to each other like human beings and not as enemies on opposite teams, you're not getting anywhere with the gun thing. It's not going to happen. And if that's all you want to do, if all you want to do if to quote unquote fix the problem is ban the AR 15. Then you're not serious you're not a serious person you're not seriously trying to solve anything it's out of control the second amendment's not going anywhere it's not ever going to go anywhere and for all there's another new thing they keep talking about they want 16 year olds to vote well why do they want 16 year olds to vote because 16 year olds are communists of course they are they have no life experience whatsoever they've never had a job they never paid taxes they never kissed a girl or a boy they never got punched in the nose what the heck do they know Where's their communists? Hey, free stuff for everybody. You want to do that? Yeah, sounds great. And if you go through the public school system today, they probably never read a book. They have no idea what they're talking about. So, of course, yeah, they agree with you. If you're on the left, 16-year-olds, by and large, probably agree with you. Sure they do. Let's check in on them when they're 40. See what happens. They're not going to agree with you anymore. Well, some will. Most won't. Why? because they kissed a girl and got punched in the nose and got a job and had to pay taxes and they're like wait a minute what the heck is going on and maybe they saw a documentary about what was going on in Soviet Russia or Mao's China and they're like wait a minute this isn't what you told me it was going to be but if you think for one second that you're going to ban guns and solve the problems in in our country you're out of your mind because for one you're not going to ban guns and for two it wouldn't solve a thing Nothing at all. I would love to offer some fantastic solution. I think that's my solution. My solution is we stop telling people that they can do whatever they want. We stop telling people that morals are relative. Morals have a purpose. And it's, a, it's, not, a, it's not a control purpose. It's for your own best interest. It's in your own best interest to act morally, including sexually. It's in your own best interest to understand that promiscuous, quote unquote, meaningless sex is not in your best interest as a human being. And that committed marriage relationships are in your best interest as a human being, especially a female, but whatever. So that's it. So that's my solution. My solution to the gun problem in America is that we stop giving kids psychotropic medications. We tell men if they want to have sex with a woman, they have to marry her. And stay married to her forever, and raise their ch- their children as their father. We suggest that perhaps picking a uh, a faith to, to raise your children in is a is a, one of the utmost priorities. And when that all fails, and the neighbor decides to run off with the secretary and leave his son at six, home with just a mother, that maybe the other fathers and the other neighbors notice, because they're not staring at their phones and pulling in their garages after work and never going outside, but instead are outside playing with their own kids, notice that that guy took off and put their arm around the six-year-old boy who just father just left him and include him and stuff. You know, drive that kid to baseball practice and take him to Cub Scouts and let him play in your front yard and talk to him a little bit, include him in what's going on. I don't think we're actually going to all form some sort of giant uh, nationwide county militia system. So let's just throw that one out as unlikely, and we'll stick with the idea like, hey, just maybe check on your neighbor once in a while. So that's it. That's my uh, my six step. Was that six? That's my. I'm going to make six. We'll do it. So one way, one way or the other, we'll get to six. So here's my six step solution to uh, gun violence in America. Ready? Um, if you want to have sex with a woman as a guy, you got to marry her first. That's one. Two is you stay married to her forever. Three is that you be a dad and take your kids to church or temple or whatever you've you picked. Right? Four is that you pay attention to your neighborhood. Five is that if some guy falls through the cracks and abandons his son, you pay attention to him. And six is you stop giving boys psychotropic medication to fix the fact that they're acting like boys. So that falls on parents and teachers. And I think having fathers around would help. So when your third grade teacher <clears throat> at the parent-teacher conference says that juniors doesn't want to listen and his favorite subject is recess and he likes to run around and, and be mischievous, dad can go, yeah, okay, that's normal. Right? And not be like, oh, we need to take him to the school shrink and get him medicated. So he'd act like a little girl We've taken that nonsense so far, medicating boys and encouraging them to act like girls, that now we've got to give them hormones to actually make them into girls. The hell? So that's it, my six-step plan to fix gun violence without even messing with guns. Because I think that the status quo with guns should just be left as it is. Because we should continue to lie about one thing. You don't really want your neighbor, who you don't like that much, to have... NF-16 at his disposal, or a Predator drone, or any other actual military weapons, right? So we've got it to the point where we're like, okay, well, you can have this weapon that looks kind of like a military weapon, but it's not really a military weapon. That's all you get, right? I don't know that you want the Muslim neighborhoods of Dearborn, Michigan stocking up on mortars. It's probably not the best thing for our society. So there you go. We're going to fix it, and we're not going to mess with guns at all, and everybody's just going to chill out a little bit. In the meantime, all of you need to stop being so rigid. Like, chill out a little bit. And stop lying. So if you want to confiscate everyone's guns, just say it. I want to confiscate everyone's guns. And when somebody says, nah, that's not going to happen, just accept that they're probably right. It's never going to happen. So listen, I hope you all have a great day. I hope that you don't lie to anyone today. And I really, at the bottom of my heart, pray that we don't have any more of these shooting incidents. For one, obviously, for the children and their families and the schools and other places. And two, just as a country, we can start to heal a little bit. But I think the first step is just telling the truth. So that's it, y'all. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll check you next time.